everybody. Hey, I bet you're busy, so I'm going to make this quick. My name is Jesse. I'm an elementary art teacher, so usually what that means is that I push my classroom from room to room on an art cart. So yeah, I'm literally turning cartwheels. I'm also a martial arts instructor, so I'm also doing cartwheels in the dojo. I'm a Comic-Con vendor, a husband, a pet owner, an illustrator, a college night class instructor, a brother, a puppet enthusiast, an uncle, a YouTuber, I guess, uh, a son, and a podcaster, just to name a few. For me, the wheels are always turning. And in a world where more and more is being asked of us, it's enough to make your head spin. If you've felt overwhelmed and lost, well, so have I. And I don't claim to know the answers, but I'm happy to look things up. So join me at cartwheelspodcast.com for the latest episodes of the Turning Cartwheels Podcast. I'd really appreciate it. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also, each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we are talking about Zombie Land 2, 10 years later, not double tap. I don't know why they did this. I am Jordan and I'm joined here like always with Eric and Ryan. Eric, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm staying limber, of course, as always. Uh, enjoying this movie is more of the same because this is something that people were asking for, right? But uh, we didn't know if we were going to get... And I appreciate also that they didn't call it Zombieland 2, it's just Zombieland Double Tap, which is uh, the subtitle, right? The semicolon, Double Tap. Um, I kind of kind of like that, too. This movie was a, a lot of, full of good surprises, but um, all in all, uh, what else did you expect from it, uh, Ryan? Well, I, I didn't... It, it felt kind of like a... a cop, I don't want to say like a lazy copy, but it's pretty much beat for beat, the first movie. But I don't take that as a bad thing. I actually quite enjoyed the fact that they didn't they didn't stray too far from what made the first one fun. Yeah, I think they kept it in the realm of ridiculous, though, and they knew what you were in for. You know what? Actually, from the start of the movie, they even thanked you for all the options, all the zombie options that you had to choose from, that you chose them. You chose Zombieland, that you chose this uh, creative type, too. And they even make fun of uh, the other zombie... Uh, movie titles and show titles in in this show too or in this movie like i, I saw them what one of them was reading a walking dead comic yeah walking Just, dead yeah. Comic. yeah hey that's terrifying unrealistic but <laughs> terrifying um i would like to talk about for the whole episode if i if i may just one subject and oh. that subject is my favorite part of the movie and that is madison love madison She's my favorite. My God, I want to marry Madison. 
played by Zoe. Well, I think it's most in- yeah, Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah, I think what's very interesting is. Because uh, the movies I recall seeing her in, she plays like the exact opposite of this character. She's always like the smart one, the one that always has the right answer. Like if she's the main character, she's like she's she's not presented as an uh, as a as an airhead or this sort of shallow person. And I thought like I did not expect. Zoe Deutsch to like I'm not saying it's like this amazing Oscar caliber performance, but it's something I never expected out of her. It's like when I first saw um oh man, what's the red haired girl from Secret Life of the American Teenager. I can't remember her name for the life of me right now. But like uh, I don't think we're gonna be able to help you there either. She's she's in movies. She was in Divergent. What whatever her name is. Um but like watching her in that show, like seeing what I saw of her on that show and then, like, seeing her in The Descendants, I was really blown away by, like, oh, okay, all right, people have range. These people I did not expect to actually demonstrate the ability to really act are actually good actors. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I was I was just happy. This is my kind of woman, so, I mean. It I just... says here that uh, <laughs> she's potentially going to get a spinoff because of this. Yes, yes, yes. The director loved her so much. I was reading an article about it that they were thinking about doing a spinoff. Uh, but she was just fun. Madison was just freaking fun, dude. Like I just yeah. love those. Where, uh, where, uh, where? Well, it's funny though because they always called Jesse Eisenberg Columbus in the last movie, but they switched back and forth to call him Ohio on this. And um, so when Columbus sees her in the mall, he's like, "Where have you been hiding? Oh, I've been in a fridge for ten years. <laughs> like, as this is beautiful." And uh, and the movie is predictable, right? But, you know, she said earlier in the movie that she was like a vegan or whatever, and then she was eating nuts. And they make it believe, they make you, the audience, believe that she is turning. She's eating nuts in the car. She's turning. You know, she's, she's vomiting everywhere. You are led to believe that he kills her, right? But she comes back, which I knew she was not turning because the camera kept on focusing on her eyes and how puffy they were. I was like, oh, she has an allergic reaction. This yeah, is it was easy to, to kind of think that. But the same part, too, you get to see, you get to hear the gunshot and assume that uh, Columbus or whatever put her out of her misery and to think that, too. Now, there's the rule, by the way, no body, no death. I actually so, thought of you in the theater, buddy. Yep, yeah, thanks, thanks, man, because sure enough, you get probably one of the best uh, scenes of the movie where you get the clown car, the ice cream truck. And her, her just being, oh hey, keep <laughs> your was, eyes on the a, road. A good flavor to this to this movie, but then again, this movie um, worked well because you had the core ensemble, and it was this them going on another adventure, them staying to this, the core, but letting the characters, the other characters, breathe a bit more. That's how this works. That's how you do this. Is when you uh, build a world, you let it well. Uh, uh, kind of build its its theme you know what i mean so keep it in the realm of believability and i think the a really good part of that was a great cameo that we got from uh luke wilson right the luke oh yeah i was about to yeah i was about to mention that yeah i mean that was uh ryan because i think you agree with me besides madison who i love the luke wilson scene with his jesse eisenberg doppelganger the whole thomas middle did sure yeah from uh the whole scene the whole yep. fucking thing. Them them arriving, them going after the zombies, them coming back and attacking inside the Elvis Hotel. 
is really fucking great. I was entertained during that whole fucking segment. It was so really watching fun. the trailer, watching the trailer when that part showed up in all the trailers. I always felt and I always thought that it looked really stupid and really dumb, and I didn't like it. But actually, how it comes off in the movie uh, genuinely caught me by surprise. Uh, the thing I like the most is uh, the the part I appreciate the most about it is when they are comparing their uh, when Columbus and Flagstaff are comparing the rules versus the commandments, and that goes on way too long. <laughs> like where they kind of just run the joke into the ground, but then it manages to become funny again by the end of it. And I thought that was really good. I thought it was really good. I mean, like, we also have Rosario Dawson come out of the boardworks. I haven't seen her since Clerks 2. Whatever, What's man. Not since Clerks 2. She's been in so much. Rosario Dawson, the, uh... Ros- oh, Rosario. I was say, who's Rosario? I said Rosario. Rosario. Anyway. Yeah, what's... Tomato, tomato. Rosario. Yeah, Rosario. What are, you, what are you... What am I saying? I'm saying it right. What am I saying? Rosar- I- Rosario... Okay, fine. The chick from Clerks 2. Rosolian Isles. Coming through. <laughs> <laughs> she's been in more recent stuff than Clerks Oh, you, are 2. you kidding me? She's, she doesn't say no to a project, Jordan. Name me one that I would have seen probably since Clerks 2. I cannot Luke Cage. Name. I've never seen Luke Cage. Uh, I was Dare, Daredevil. Daredevil. That's right, yeah. Daredevil stupid too. Uh, right, Jessica so. Jones. Stupid too. All right. Stand corrected. So, she's in everything. She was yeah. she was in trance. Uh, she got naked in trance. I'm surprised you don't remember that one. I don't. I don't. We know saw what that movie. Is. It's a James McAvoy and James McAvoy flick, bruh. I've never seen trance. Didn't we review that movie, guys? No. We, I'm pretty sure we did check the archives. There we go again. See, this happens at least five times a year where Eric or or back in the day Ed would be like, "No, we reviewed this movie." I'm like, "No." No, we Dude, didn't. I'm not a kid. I promise you, we reviewed Game Night. Okay. Oh, like, Game Night. We did. Not, yeah, that was a discussion, Ryan. Uh, uh, Eric and Ed think we uh, reviewed Game Night for some reason. Anyway, either way, uh, she's also uh, Dustin. Also does like a lot of video game stuff, a lot of just movie stuff. Uh, she did Justice League. She was in Lego Batman movie. Uh, she's Ratchet and Clank. She was recently in um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I mean, chick works, man. Respect, respect. But all, right. um, all those things that were happening, like this, is uh, still a lot of jumping because they have to build obviously a story around this, and it starts, uh, funny enough, with a great opening sequence of them going into the White House, the greatest house right? in the United States, right? So, okay, this is one thing that you have to do, right? You like, like you have to follow the rules of a sequel. If you're gonna do a sequel, you got to introduce something new, right, to make it fresh, right? Sure. And I think the new thing was Madison, of course, but something new that we didn't get in the last movie is that we have different class of zombies now. We well, have that's, that's the new thing, Madison and yeah. all the characters. That's the that's the Poochie, I guess, if yeah. you wanna, you know, of of kind of zombie land here. We got Not your to, to we got Simpsons. your first class. What is it, uh, Homer? And there's like the fat, slow zombies that don't know anything, and then yep. you got the Hawking, right? Which are like the smart zombies, clever and girls. Then, and then they bring up ninjas, which that's self-explanatory, ninja zombies, but they never bring them back in the movies. They bring back Hawkins, they bring back Homers, but they but they, but they say there's also ninjas, and they never bring them back. Or maybe they were just around and you never got to see them? Because they're super sneaky. 
Yeah, but either way, yes, they 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 never brought him back. It never there was never any any surprise. But the big surprise is that they have these super zombies. They look like regular zombies, but uh, just one bullet's not going to take them down. They call them T800s, which is a reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, model and, and Terminator. What do you guys think about these T800s? Do you guys think this is a good idea, or do you think this is making the world a little bit too ridiculous? I don't think it makes it too ridiculous at all. I think that if they had gone into gone into it more... If it wasn't just presented as here it is, which is kind of what it is in the movie, because like Eric said, that it doesn't the building up of the zombies and the threat does not really play at all into the ending, because like they come, they overwhelm them for a minute, and then Deus Ex Machina, Deus Save, boom. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's a cool concept, but the movie doesn't necessarily need it because the movie's not really about the zombies. It's not really about the wasteland. That's just a setting for these characters to play out their their jokes. Okay, uh, uh, Eric, what do you think of the T eight hundreds then? I mean, it's it's something new. It's it's a guess progression, but at the same part, given the ending that how they had did the ending where the the, the buffalo um, or whatever the the native American Blackfoot tribe that he was from, or whatever he was quoting. Uh, I would think that a lot of the T-800s would survive something like that. They could survive multiple bullets. Then I, right. I think, then I think a, a fall. You know, um, especially when you're falling onto like other zombies to cushion it, the blow a little bit. I think they could probably get away with that. Well, I mean, like we've we have we we've gone on talk about how much we like the movie. But, but but there's some issues that I have. I mean, issue number one, it's been ten years since the first movie. Why do we have a sequel? So the first the first Zombie Land uh, comes out in 2009, right at the beginning of the 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 newest boom for zombie flicks. Okay, and now it's 2019. That fad is is over with. You know, Walking Dead is. I don't really hear much about it anymore in like the popular mainstream whatever. Um. So what do you guys, how do you guys think this movie did uh, difference wise between the first one from then till now before the fad and now that the fad has run its course? Oh, I, let me get this. You talk about fads. It's, I think the reason why this one is, is doing well or will do well or has done well is because it's taking advantage of another fad in that Marvel's fad of this new genre of like the, this comedy action, this cartoony comedy action thing that is that is the new thing now. All these scary movies have a, have a comedy twist to them, like Happy Death Day. All these action movies have comedy twists to them. These these all are just this is just this thing. That's all that's going to be it now. Uh, um, Hobbs and Shaw had a had a lightheartedness comedy to it it it's just that's just the way that it's going so i think that it's picking up on that where they thought oh okay well we can make explosions we can make blood and guts some zombies and we could put that in with some you know uh kind of game feel where it's just like you know you're, you're logging in real quick for an hour and a half two hours rather two hour two minutes actually i think for this movie and you're just having fun and that's that's what what the goal is I think they're trying to appeal to the trend right now. I think it's risky. I mean, 10 years since the first one's come out and zombies are not at all prevalent, prevalent 
uh, compared to what they used to be. I think it's a risky choice, but I mean, I don't know how the movie has done so far in the box office as of now. No, I'm just talking about like, I'm just talking about like how how the movie like works with like because the first one came out before the fad really took off, and this one comes out after the fad is over. So like this one has hindsight, and do do you think that they even try or attempt to like, cause they do kind of poke fun at that a little bit with their, their joke about the walking dead. Cause they didn't have that in the first one. Um, they didn't have anything like that in the first one, mm-hmm. but like this one, the, do you feel like they are, they are commenting more on, on zombies or like that sort of subgenre as a whole, or are they just like, you know, it's a comedy, whatever, man. I think it's a comedy. It's whatever, man. I don't think that anybody behind the camera was that clever. I think somebody behind the camera was like, "Hey, let's put a Walking Dead comic book in there." I mean, really? That's why I'm. That's why I'm kind of going off what I was saying. Is like, why? I mean, like, did you help give birth to this genre? So now you're trying to kill it now? I don't know because it doesn't add anything new, really. Um, I don't think a lot of people went to go see it. And the reason why I say that, keep on bringing that up, is because there's not going to be a third one. And there definitely won't be one following Madison. I will be there front row to see Madison all day. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, if it makes money, then why wouldn't it go franchise, dude? I mean, it looks right right now that its opening weekend was third behind Joker and Maleficent. And it made about $30 million. I can't imagine that this movie costed any more than double that to make. Let's take a look to see how much. Well, I'm just curious because it's like... His budget was $40 million. And it so made 30 this, opening this, weekend. Yeah, so this will most certainly make its money back. Um, will it be enough to make a, a, a three-peat? Probably not. You're right. That's what I'm going off of. Is it's like, they had the success on the first one. Why did they just do one in 2011? I mean, like, I think they missed a franchise on it. Well, you know, because they're able to, to play off of a bit of a joke, and I think they everything just kind of came together, and it was able to strike while it was hot. You know, like, this this works, because, you know, here's a clear example, is that Gemini Man failed, bombed hard, and that was just real action. But this had that action comedy, and then it worked, and then it had all the characters, and I, I think that's just kind of how you get people talking. Because we're going to be talking about the, the cameos that Luke Wilson did. Or we even talk about the whole Bill Murray thing. And how they're able to play off of the joke that, uh, oh, you don't want to get married. You know, or <laughs> you know, that they, they use in the, in the movie. And then the ending sequence, obviously. That's a valid point. Okay, good point. So, if I was in a zombie apocalypse, the Babylon is a place I would be, but with guns. Because that tower... That that tower that they go to at the end, like that hippie com, uh, commune, was awesome. Yeah, that thing would uh, look pretty good. But that's how you know it's you know it's fantasy because like fuck that really. Remember, like, yeah, no group sex. Non <laughs> non violent. That guy was all about group sex, man. It was great. But non non violent, you know, uh, uh, zombie fighting it just not doesn't work. Do you guys think they missed an opportunity to go really ridiculous and bloody over that? I mean, do you think that it should have been better? If the T-800s stormed the hippie commune and just ripped them all to shreds and make it kind of a slapstick way of doing about it? Or do you think them doing the way they're doing it by just, you know, pushing them in like a bowl pit to jump off the ledge was good enough? I I mean, it's not in the budget. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, this this was good. This was a good rap. You know, this was low budget because all you needed was just that rooftop scene and people just running off. Yeah, that's basically what what that was. If you want, if you wanted that, then I probably would recommend what Little Monsters on Hulu with uh, Lupita Longo. Okay. Oh, okay. Have you have you heard of that at all, Little Monsters? It, it's brand new. Never even heard of it. Yeah, I've seen the trailers. She's a music teacher at like a, like a camp or something like that, and an outbreak breaks out, and she's trying to like teach these kids. Uh, uh like I don't know. She's like uh trying to be a teacher and like and trying to be you know protective of the children and also like so trying to like downplay it you know how you do as a parent i guess you would jordan was like oh no don't worry you know they're just playing everyone's just playing type of thing nice yeah so it's supposed to be kind of a like a dark comedy type of thing gotcha that makes sense uh last thing is that uh i kind of miss tallahassee going after twinkies Kind of missed that character part of him. Got that character trait of his. It had some return was... jokes. That was not one. Yeah, no, it did not. It's surprising that. that that wasn't one of them. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. There, there were, there was no Twinkie one. And then uh, my uh, last gripe about it is is pretty much this, guys. Is that it? Because Ryan said it earlier. It was pretty much the first movie. Dakota's like, yeah, I'm gonna run away, and then she runs away, and it's like, oh god, you know, like when she ran away, it was like, eh. Been there, done that kind of thing. Let's do something different. But it is what it is, right? I mean, uh, did uh, I have a question? Oh, sorry, you go ahead. I said, did you know that uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, Elvis story was a true story? Oh no, shit. There's a, oh, there like was, him giving Nixon the gun. There was a part in the movie where he's talking to Rosario about how he was in school about. <laughs> He had a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he had a friend who told him to get up on the table and sing or something like that, so he got up on the table and he did an Elvis impression, and he did, and he, when he was done, he had uh, an audience, and everyone was cheering for him, and then the prettiest girl in school, who was the vice president of the drama club, came up and asked if he wanted to try out or something like that, and that's how he got into acting. It's a true story, because he, he was really an Elvis impersonator. That's how he started out. Son of a bitch. Let's look at that. Learn something uh, new, huh? So, yeah, this was all, yeah. I think he had said, like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, Fallon or something like that. But, uh, fun little story. That All that was uh, kind of a real, a real event. It's one of those fun facts you can tuck back in the back of your mind, pull out at a party to get it to impress everyone. See, I'm going to put that in my safe. There take you the, go. Take that with you. Unfortunately, we, we can't say that uh, there was a Garfield 3. So. Yes, yes. So let's talk about the Garfield three part, and then we'll close out with our popcorn ratings here. So then the movie, you get our credits. And if you're watching this movie, fans, or if you have listened to this episode, you haven't seen it yet, uh, stay there for the last minute of the trailer because Bill Murray is promoting Garfield three, and they have Al Roker. Is that right? Yeah, they do have Al Roker. Who who zombies out and like Patient Zero pretty much starts up, and Bill Murray kicks zombies ass. WWE style with steel chairs and one of the greatest things I never wanted to see, but I, I'm so great that I saw a kind of attitude. Like I never expected to see this. <laughs> you in never my asked life. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I never thought Bill Murray zombies. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this is, this is something that my eyes have witnessed. This is great. Like this is amazing. <laughs> it was just great. 
uh, he, his part in it was uh, was very good. Uh, that was a, a really awesome part. I don't know when the hell they they recorded that, but it was it was fucking awesome actually. <laughs> that interview, we're just like, why why'd you do it? He's like, can I be honest? Uh, drugs cost a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, the good thing is money. Bill Murray can still act. That's the part. That's what I love about it. Ryan, did you like it at all? Yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, there's not really much to say on the topic. It's, but yeah, it's funny. It was funny. Cool. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, all right, everybody, we're getting to our popcorn ratings here for Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, Ryan, we'll go with you first, buddy. What would be your popcorn rating for Zombieland Double Tap? I'm gonna give it a solid medium. Solid medium bag. Uh, a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of good humor. Uh, the jokes more more often than not work. Um. Uh, I'm very surprised that like, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Woody, well, I'm not super surprised Woody Harrelson came back. Uh, he does a lot of movies. Um, Emma Stone, recent Oscar winner, um, to get them all like rounded back up to do this. And the movie, it's it's trivial. It's nothing special. It's not like this big grand story they have to tell. Um, but it's fun. It was comforting because uh, I, I really like Zombieland, the first one. I think it's one of the funnier movies that I've seen in my lifetime. And, um, like, this one captures that spirit, like, the tone and the the feel of the first movie. And it doesn't really do anything to ruin it, which is really what I was hoping for going in. Um, There are issues that I have with it, obviously. That's why I didn't give it a large. I do think a lot of the CG backgrounds look really cheap. Um, especially for like, I'm assuming they spent most of the money on getting the the, the three main actors back together to do the movie. Um, the ending uh, did not sit well with me. It's it's all right because the movie is about it's a it's about finding your family and all that all that jazz. Um, but I still think someone should have died. Someone important should have died. Um, it doesn't make me intre- like it doesn't make me anticipate a Zombieland three. Um, you know calisthenics or whatever limber up whatever his rule is and um but the first one even though it's hysterical i didn't it didn't leave me like anticipating a zombie land 2 because the, the movie is a closed circle it doesn't need a second just like this one feels kind of like a closed circle doesn't really didn't really feel like there was room for like another story but uh that being said water Harrelson's awesome as as tallahassee that's like one of my favorite characters um, so yeah, solid medium. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Zombieland Double Tap? I give Double Tap a large bag, just for entertainment value. Is this a great movie? No. Is this a, a winner of any sort? No. But I checked out for two mu- for two hours, and I just enjoyed a movie. That's what I wanted. That's what I, I think this this could work. When you have a story or a world like this where it can play in many different areas, it can play on TV, it can play in a movie, it can play in a game, it can play on stage, it can play wherever. On a comic, I think it just works. These characters work, their banter works, and I think that's just how it goes. Um, I, I just enjoyed it. It really what it was. I, I think it found its stride. It didn't take itself seriously. It played off the jokes it made from the first one. Solid sequel. Uh, there were some gripes. Um, I it felt for just to sum all of the gripes up into one. It just felt maybe rushed at certain points, or that uh, 
if that's offensive to say for anyone who developed it, maybe that uh, in the decision-making process, uh, some of those right decisions were better left to be a left decision. You know, you should have zigged when you should have zagged, maybe. So some, some of them just didn't work. Um, but for the most part, I, I like the world that you guys, that they built. The Deus Ex Machina stuff is a little over the top, and that's kind of kills the, the flavor of that, but I had a good time. Large bag. You know, I was going to give this one a small bag because I was just disappointed that it's been 10 years. This is a sequel that would have been great in 2011, two years after the first one came out. So I was disappointed in that. And I really didn't care much about the characters as much as I did as Madison because for some reason that chick just got me. I thought she was absolutely hysterical. Uh, but after talking with you guys tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go on the team of Ryan here. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap is definitely a medium bag movie. It's something that's going to be on a lot on uh, on Hulu in the future. I can see a lot of it go on in the background. Um, I do think Woody Harrelson is really great in the movie. I, I I think it's the wrong choice to make Madison the spinoff. They need to make a Tallahassee spinoff. That's if Woody Harrelson would want him to do something like that. Uh, the movie's unnecessary. There's no reason to have it here. But, Eric, I do agree with you as well that I was entertained. I mean, I was able to check out for two hours. That's exactly what I did, and that's what I got, and I enjoyed it. But it's a medium bag overall for me. So, everybody, we wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out at Apple Podcasts on Stitcher and iHeartRadio on Spotify on movieguyspodcast.podbean.com as well. And you can find us on social media on Facebook and also on Twitter. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. Next week, we'll be back getting ready and hyped for Terminator Dark Fate with our Terminator Retrospective episode. So be on the lookout for that every Friday. So Ryan and Eric, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.